0: Good afternoon everybody uh, a good number of years ago I uh, read in one of the color supplements I think it was in the Sunday Times an article that was suggesting various methods that one could adopt in order to uh, feel better just generally healthier and better and there were predictable things like taking up uh, yoga or watching your diet or doing exercise and none of that terribly appealed to me and then I honed in on something which suggested in the morning when you get up write down on a piece of paper 10 things for which you are thankful do that because if you express gratitude it releases endorphins in your system and you will feel better and i thought that sounds like a great idea there was no spiritual connotations applied to that but i thought well i'm going to try that and i have been doing that ever since and found it very beneficial and i know you won't have remembered i'm sure but i shared it with you that this suggestion uh, some years ago but every morning before i get out of bed uh, i thank god for 10 things It may not always be the same things, it will depend on circumstances perhaps, but I certainly thank him for a good night's sleep, for my health and strength, Uh, I thank him for the day that he's blessed us with, I thank him for the Lord Jesus, for the hope I have, family and so on. And by the time I've done that, the endorphins are going and I'm up and ready to go and ready for the day. And since then, I've actually extended it beyond that because uh, one of the little sort of uh, weaknesses in my metabolism uh, is uh, my tummy, which plays me up a lot from time to time. Particularly if I'm I'm sort of agitated or worked up about something, then the old cramps get going and uh, if you're driving along the car, there's not a lot you can do. So I think, well, calm down, Michael. Just start thanking God. What can you see in front of you? So just whatever I see there, if it's the blue sky, the clouds, the distant hills, the fields, the sheep in the meadow, the cows, the crops in the field, the harvest, I start thanking God for all of these things. Everything I can see around about me and that brings in spiritual connotations to all of these things. And before you know where you are, all of a sudden I'm feeling an awful lot better. The old endorphins uh, have kicked in. So, I, I personally have found that uh, very useful and helpful. Uh, and in recent years, more, more recently, uh, scientific research has validated the benefits of being thankful. Uh, and let me read you uh, an article that I, that I picked up uh, from, the, uh, from the internet. Uh, Today, there is a whole school of psychology called... Positive psychology. It's related to cognitive behavioral psychology. It focuses on understanding thankfulness, conducting gratitude research and utilizing therapeutic interventions aimed at increasing gratitude. Many, many research studies have been done to test the effects of a thankful attitude. The results show that the tremendous benefits of being a grateful person. Gratitude, or being thankful, is an attitude of appreciation for something good and beneficial that a person has received or will receive from another person or from God. Gratefulness is completed when it is expressed in words of thankfulness. The gratitude research shows that thankfulness has the strongest link to mental health and physical well-being of any of the 30 most commonly studied personality traits. Some of the gratitude research shows that gratitude actually has a causal effect on our well-being. Compared to other people, grateful people are less stressed, They have lower levels of cortisol, uh, a stress hormone, uh, in their bodies. Uh, They are more purposeful. They are more focused on their priorities. They sleep better. Grateful people think positive things before going to sleep, and it greatly improves their sleep. They spend less time in bed, unable to sleep, and are more refreshed when they awake. Fewer health complaints. People who are more thankful have fewer symptoms of physical illness. Their bodies have increased resistance to viral infections. Uh, They tend to be more altruistic uh, and generous to others, giving of their time and money. And finally, people who are thankful tend to be happier. Being thankful lowers depression and self blame and increases optimism, energy, self acceptance, and life satisfaction. It seems that the positive emotions associated with gratitude undo the painful and debilitating effects of negative emotions. So, uh, there are some scientific findings as to the benefits. Uh, of being thankful. By contrast, there appears to be a growing level of discontent, generally, uh, in the world. And as a consequence of that, I think uh, there is generally uh, a lack uh, of, of gratitude and thankfulness. Um, and if you come with me to Second Timothy chapter 3, this is... Uh, given to us as a sign of how things will be uh, in the latter days before the Lord Jesus comes back. We're told here that the, the state of the world will be in a, in a, in a, in a certain place uh, and, and what society uh, and people will be like before the Lord Jesus comes back to the earth again. So starting at verse 1, this know also that in the last days, perilous time shall come for men shall be lovers of their own selves covetous, boasters proud, blasphemers disobedient to parents unthankful, unholy um, so that, that that is one of a number of signs uh, of, uh, of ingratitude uh, and the general state of society before the Lord Jesus uh, comes back to this earth again and clearly that's a a warning to all of us who are trying to follow Jesus uh, in our lives, uh, just as uh, it was a warning to the, the believers in the in the first century who were rebuked uh, for their lack of gratitude. If you come back with me to Romans chapter 1, it was, it was a lesson to them, uh, just as it is Uh, to us today. Romans chapter 1 and verse 20. The invisible things of him, that is of God, from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. So because there is a lack of recognition uh, of God's works uh, in the world, recognizing his creation, uh, recognizing uh, uh, all, all, all that he is doing to sustain his creation, that these things surely come of God, because there is a failure to recognise God in these things. Uh, so there is a, a failure to be thankful to God for for these things, for His creation. Uh, and again, that is a sign of the times uh, in which we live. Jesus warned against such uh, ingratitude. Coming back into Luke's Gospel, chapter seventeen. It's a a well-known incident here, starting at verse 11, Luke 17, verse 11. It came to pass, as Jesus went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And Jesus answered, said, Were there not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. The one who turned back, the only one of the ten who turned back to thank Jesus uh, for curing him, uh, was praised by Jesus for his expression of faith, for his thankfulness. Uh, A lesson to all of us to be grateful for the blessings that we receive day by day from our Heavenly Father. Jesus, of course, himself practiced exactly uh, what he preached. Uh, We don't need to go there, but if we think of the incident of of Mary uh, and Martha... Uh, and their brother Lazarus and how he was gravely ill and they sent for Jesus to come to cure him and because of the delay of three days or so uh, Lazarus had, had in fact died by the time Jesus uh, got there and going to the grave Jesus, we're told, groaned in prayer to God he was, that such was his intensity of prayer to God Uh, that he would enable him to raise Lazarus. And no sooner had he said his prayer, and before he even raised Lazarus, uh, we read that he thanked God for hearing his prayer. He knew that God would hear his prayer, but he needed to make that prayer, but he thanked God for hearing that prayer. And of course God not only heard that prayer, but answered that prayer, and so he raised Lazarus from the grave. Uh, and I ask myself the question uh, do I remember to thank God when my prayers are answered and uh, very often it can be in maybe an emergency situation uh, and you put up a quick prayer because you're in, in desperation and it's maybe only some time later that you realize retrospectively how that prayer was answered but then metaphorically or literally do you get down your hands and knees and thank God For answering that prayer. It's easy to make the prayer. It's very often we see the answer to the prayer. But do we always remember to thank God. For answering that prayer. A lesson I certainly need to learn. And perhaps you too. And just listen to these lovely words. We don't need to look them up. But. uh, A lovely. Heartfelt prayer here. uh, Of thanksgiving and some of you will know where this this comes from my heart rejoiceth in the Lord my horn is exalted in the Lord I rejoice in thy salvation there is none holy as the Lord for there is none beside thee neither is there any rock like our Lord the Lord maketh poor and the Lord maketh rich he bringeth low and lifteth up he raiseth up the poor out of the dust and lifteth up the beggar from the dunghill to set them among princes and to make them inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's and he hath set the world upon them. He will keep the feet of his saints. The Lord shall judge the ends of the earth and he shall give strength unto his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. Now was Hannah's prayer of thanksgiving for the birth of her uh, son Samuel, whom she had prayed for so uh, intently and for so long. And there's a wonderful recognition in that, that the Lord maketh poor and he maketh rich. He bringeth low and he lifteth up. Um, It's not all just good things that we need to thank God for. There are other things in his purpose that affect us uh, (coughs) adversely, but that prayer and others are suggesting that insofar as all these things are under God's control, the good and the ill, then we need to be thankful to God for that control in our lives. Whatever uh, it may result in, uh, as far as our perspective is concerned, Oh, think of another uh, wonderful heartfelt uh, prayer, uh, which I would uh, encourage you to have a look at, and that's in First Chronicles uh, chapter 29, and this is uh, King David, King David, his prayer of thanksgiving to God, David uh, lived in a, in a lovely house. And uh, he realized that uh, God, uh, the, the, the tabernacle was intense at that time, and why should he live in a magnificent house, and God not have an equally or even better house or temple? And so it was his great desire uh, to build a house for the Lord. And that was partially fulfilled, as far as he was concerned, and he was very, very grateful for that and expresses his gratitude in first chronicles 29 verse 10 wherefore david blessed the lord before all the congregation and david said blessed be thou lord god of israel our father forever and ever thine o lord is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine thine is the kingdom o lord and thou art exalted as head above all. Both riches and honour come of thee, and thou reignest over all, and in thine hand is power and might, and in thy hand it is to make great, and to give strength to all. Now therefore, our God, we thank thee, and praise thy glorious name. But who am I, and what are my people, that we should be able to offer so willingly after this sword? For all things come of thee, and of thine own have we given thee. For we are strangers before thee, and sojourners, as were all our fathers. Our days on the earth are as a shadow, and there is none abiding. O Lord our God, all this store that we have prepared to build thee a house for thy holy name, cometh of thy hand, and it is all thine own. All David was doing but was so grateful for the opportunity, was giving back to God what God had already to given him. And the slight irony here is, and the wonder in a sense, is that the one thing that David wanted to do was build a house to the Lord. But if we go back a few chapters, we would have seen God say, no, you are not going to build me a house. You're a man of war. Your son Solomon, he is going to build me a house. So David's objective, what he wanted to do was not fulfilled but he was just so and that could have made him you know he could have been all bitter and twisted about that but he's no we see the thankfulness and the gratitude that he was able to offer uh, some service to the Lord in preparing the materials so that he could hand over the plans and the materials uh, to his uh, son uh, who would carry on carry on uh, that building work uh, verse 18, O Lord God of Abraham, Isaac and Israel, our fathers, keep this forever in the imagination of the thoughts of the hearts of the people, and prepare their heart unto thee, and give unto Solomon, my son, a perfect heart, to keep thy commandments, thy testimonies and thy statutes, and to do all these things, and to build the palace for the which I have made provision. And David said to all the congregation, "Now bless the Lord your God, and all the congregation blessed the God of their fathers, and bowed down their heads and worshiped the Lord. that gratitude that he expressed he wanted that to be remembered and reflected forever uh, through his son and through successive generations. How much gratitude uh, they how indebted they were to God, and how grateful. They should be to him for his blessings and for this opportunity to be of positive uh, service to him. David, we're told, prayed morning, noon, and night, and thankfulness was never far from his lips. Let's just look at one or two lovely examples from the Psalms, uh, starting in Psalm 100. His mercy is everlasting. His truth endureth to all generations. What a contrast from me, 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 and my, my, my. This is all about him, him, he, him, him. His, all about God, and what God has done for the psalmist, what God has done uh, for us. God has uh, made us. Uh, God, we are the sheep of his pasture. He He looks after our needs. Um, he is good, His mercy is everlasting, His truth endures to all generations, uh, and so how thankful we should be, as the psalmist expresses here. Uh, just over a few pages into Psalm 105. <clears throat> oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people. Sing unto him, sing psalms unto him. Talk ye of all his wondrous works. Glory ye in his holy name. Let the hearts of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his face evermore, evermore. Remember his marvellous works that he has done, his wonders and and the judgments of his mouth more things there for which we can be uh, truly grateful and thankful and praise God in the singing of of psalms and the things that we talk about, uh, praising God's name and being truly uh, thankful to him. And uh, over into Psalm 107. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Uh, verse 8, O oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wondrous works to the children of men. Four times that little phrase is repeated uh, in this psalm, uh, that one should express gratitude uh, to God for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men and practical advice as to how one can do that. Verse 21, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. Let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare His works with rejoicing. We don't offer sacrifices in the same way as they did in in Old Testament times coming up to the the priests and the, the tabernacle or in the temple. Uh, and expressing our gratitude uh, to God in these ways, we are encouraged to do it uh, by the fruit of our lips, the things that we say, the praising of God's uh, name, and the wholesome uh, things that we say with our lips, expressing our thanksgiving to God in ways such as that. Psalm 116. Uh, along similar lines verse 12 what shall i render unto the lord for all his benefits towards me how can we express our thankfulness to god for all his blessings uh, towards god verse 17 i will offer to thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving and i will call upon the name of the lord That maybe implies that it isn't something that necessarily comes uh, sort of spontaneously and naturally. Uh, It's something that we have to work at, that we have to just discipline ourselves to being, to not just appreciating the goodness of God, but in particular to expressing our thankfulness and gratitude uh, for all that God does for us. And. this is Psalm 2, further on, uh, 118, uh, verse 1, O oh, give thanks unto the Lord for his good, for his mercy endureth forever, verse 6, the Lord is in my side, I will not fear what man can do unto me, verse 8, it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Verse 14, the Lord is my strength and song and has become my salvation. So there are are so many different aspects of why we need to uh, be grateful to God and thank him and praise him. Verse uh, 21, I will praise thee for thou hast heard me and art become my salvation, the salvation that God ...offers us through the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ... ...the forgiveness of our sins and the hope of everlasting life. Uh, What more could we possibly want to thank God for uh, than that? Verse 22... The stone which the builders refused has become the headstone of the corner. We know that that refers to the Lord Jesus. Uh, How grateful we should be for the provision of the Lord Jesus Christ... ...as a sacrifice for our sins... And as an example for us to to follow in our lives. Verse 24. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. A little prayer we can say every day in our lives. And start us off on the right mental attitude. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And be glad that we're in the, the land of the living and able to enjoy the benefits that we daily receive from our Heavenly Father, and not take them for granted. Verse 29, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. And through the mercies of God we have the opportunity of forgiveness of our sins and the hope of everlasting life in his kingdom to come. He truly is good, and his mercy endureth forever. ever, uh, and just a final couple uh, one three six one three six. <clears throat> Verse one, O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. It's repeated, oh, give thanks unto the Lord of Gods, for his mercy endureth forever. And again in verse 3. Um, and it then goes on to enumerate so many of the things that God has done: his great wonders for the heavens that he has created, the waters, for the lights in the sky, and the stars, for the sun, for verse 9, the moon and the stars, for all that he has done uh, in redeeming his people, Israel and for the wonderful hope that we have for uh, the future. Who, verse 23, remembered us in our lowest state, for his mercy endureth forever, and hath redeemed us from our enemies, principally the enemy of sin, for his mercy endureth forever. Who giveth food to all flesh, for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks unto God in heaven, for his mercy endureth forever. 26 times that phrase uh, is repeated in this chapter of the meat, to thank God for his mercy uh, towards us. Uh, and finally, just in the Psalms, uh, 147. And... Um, Praise ye the Lord, verse 1, for it is good to sing praises unto our God, for it is pleasant and praise is comely. And lovely it is to be able to express our thanks and gratitude to God in psalms and hymns of praise. And the New Testament leaves us uh, in no doubt as to what God desires of us by way uh, of thankfulness. And let's just look at one or two passages from there, uh, starting in Ephesians uh, chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Verse 19 Speak to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we have so much to be grateful for. This should be a, a continual Uh, blessing from our lips of of praise and thanks to God for all things. And as we touched on earlier, and as we'll see in a moment or two, that doesn't just mean the good things in life for which it's easy to thank God for. We're supposed to thank God always for all things. Um, Going over now into Colossians chapter 1. Colossians 1, verse 12. Give thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. Now, we did refer to this uh, this morning, but essentially what that is saying is that if uh, we turn to the Lord Jesus Christ in, in faith uh, and are baptized into his saving name, uh, then we become uh, inheritors of the promises which were made to Abraham and the other faithful of old, uh, that we can be ha, enjoy everlasting life in the kingdom of God upon this earth when the Lord Jesus Christ comes back again and that is something for which we truly can be thankful uh, that opportunity that God gives and reaches out to every single one of us to follow the example of the Lord Jesus Christ and uh, just the very next chapter chapter 2 verse 6 Uh, as ye therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. If we have taken on the saving name of Jesus, if we have that wonderful prospect and hope of everlasting life in the kingdom to come, if through baptism we have forgiveness of our sins, uh, then. Uh, we should uh, 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 as we read here be rooted and built up in him we should maintain uh, our faith and beliefs uh, and we should abound therein with thanksgiving because we have so much to be grateful for and to look forward to in his grace and in his mercy and just over two or three pages to 1st uh, Thessalonians chapter 5 <coughs> and uh, verse 7 um, 15, the, 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 his advice to those who have taken on the name of Jesus, who are following him uh, in their lives. Uh, advice here, verse 15. See that none render evil for evil, evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In everything, give thanks. Um, And that is a challenge. I think that is a challenge uh, for all of us to give thanks to God for absolutely everything in our lives, not just the good things. Uh, Going over a chapter or two into Hebrews, chapter 13. Um, verse 15 by him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually that is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to him giving thanks to his name but to do good And communicate, forget not, for with such sacrifices God is well pleased. So that really is confirming the necessity uh, in our walk towards the kingdom uh, as Jesus' disciples is that we should continually be offering the fruit of our lips, thanksgiving uh, to God uh, for all that he has done uh, for us And as I say, personally speaking, I think the the challenge is to be grateful for, in all situations, in all things, uh, particularly when that means perhaps hardship and suffering uh, of one sort or another. Uh, Jesus tells us uh, what to rejoice about, and that might be a little bit different if we come to Luke from what we would suppose one would... Naturally, suppose perhaps that uh, we just thank God for, for the good things in our lives, and that's comparatively easy. Uh, but Luke chapter six, verse twenty. Sorry, the wrong gospel here. Luke chapter six. The trouble with the new Bible is the pages don't seem to uh, turn over just as well. Chapter 6, <coughs> verse 20. Jesus lifted up his eyes on his disciples and said, Blessed be ye poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are ye that hunger now, for ye shall be filled. Blessed are ye that weep now for ye shall laugh. Blessed are ye when men shall hate you, and when they shall separate you from their company, and shall reproach you, and cast out your name as evil, for the Son of Man's sake. Rejoice in that day, and leap for joy, for behold, your reward is great in heaven, for in the like manner did their fathers unto the prophets. So there's a cause, contrary to perhaps our natural expectations uh, of when we are feeling low in, in, in life, uh, when other people are hating us or rebuking us, or if we're suffering poverty or one thing or another, um, is to um, perhaps even blame God for our situation. Whereas really the reverse is the case, that when we're in that situation we can in fact Uh, empathize more with the Lord Jesus Christ Uh, and we should even in these humble situations be grateful uh, to God Uh, because apart from anything else nothing can take away that hope that we have uh, in Jesus of, uh, of everlasting life and that kind of philosophy uh, of rejoicing when they were down because they could then associate themselves with the Lord Jesus Christ was very much the philosophy uh, of Paul and the leading apostles in the in the early church who rejoiced that they were uh, and were happy uh, and thanked God that they were counted worthy uh, to share in Christ's sufferings uh, they, 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 they were thankful that they could suffer uh, in the same way as Jesus did because when they did that they felt a closer affinity with Jesus and his suffering they could share in his suffering um, let's look at uh, Acts chapter 5 And uh, this is the disciples who have been out there preaching. Uh, They've been hauled over the coals by the the Jewish authorities and told that uh, they weren't to do that anymore. They've been clapped into jail. They've come out of jail. But nothing is going to stop them uh, from preaching the word of God. Verse 40. uh, The authorities... Uh, when they had called the apostles and beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus, and they let them go. And they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name, and daily in the temple, and in every house, they ceased not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. They were actually grateful that they can enter into and empathize with The suffering of Jesus, and nothing was going to stop them from preaching that gospel message. And Christians, followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, can expect to suffer. And there are some telling words in that hymn uh, that we sang together, Hymn 172, which which I find difficult to sing, actually, verse 1 is comparatively easy thy way not mine O Lord however dark it be that implies that there could be difficult times for us lead me by thine own hand choose out the path for me so we're putting our hands and uh, trusting absolutely uh, in God um, the kingdom that I seek is thine so let the way that leads to it be thine else I must surely stray Fair enough. We wanted God to follow, it, show us the right way, but then this isn't, isn't so, so easy. Take thou my cup, and it with joy or sorrow fill, as best to thee may seem. Choose out thy, choose thou my good and ill. And I think if we can sing that with hands on hearts. Uh, that we are effectively, effectively saying to God you, you choose out the way for us and no matter whether it's going to bring us sorrow no matter whether it's going to bring us ill then um, I, I, I will accede to that and be grateful to that for that because I accept uh, that my life is in your hands uh, if one is able to do that Uh, then uh, I I think um, and to express gratitude even in these difficult circumstances that is a great thing to aspire to and I'm not saying that I do. Um, If we can truly thank God for the dark way and the sorrow uh, and really mean it uh, then uh, undoubtedly that degree of appreciation and thankfulness would have a beneficial effect uh, on our lives, and just about last up here, here is a little poem which uh, uh, was written by a lady, a Jane Crutzen, a poetess in, in 1860. But this it's it's not scriptural per se, but it's not dissimilar to the the uh, the thoughts in that hymn, or indeed in scripture. O thou whose bounty fills my cup with every blessing meet, I give thee thanks for every drop, the bitter and the sweet. I praise thee for the desert road and for the riverside, for all thy goodness hath bestowed and all thy grace denied. I thank thee for both smile and frown and for the gain and loss. I praise thee for the future crown. And for the present cross. I thank thee for both wings of love. Which stirred my worldly nest. And for the stormy clouds which drove me. Trembling to thy breast. I bless thee for the glad increase. And for the waning joy. And for this strange, this settled peace. Which nothing can destroy. thought that was interesting. And just about last of all, who do you think wrote these words, or where do you think they came from? Maybe a proverb, I don't know. Let us be contented with all that has happened, and be thankful for all that we have been spared. Let us treasure our joys, and not bewail our sorrows. The glory of light cannot exist Without its shadows. Life is a whole, and good and ill must be accepted together. That was Winston Churchill. Interesting sentiments and philosophy. But we'll let the scriptures have the final say. Paul, writing to the Ephesians, says Speak to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ.